For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles with me to John. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 16 and verse 25 is where we will begin as we're going through the Gospel of John verse by verse. I want to welcome our new listeners out there, and I pray that you are greatly blessed by today's message. Amen. If you'd like to get a copy of my new book, go to crossboundministry.com. It's a book called Fearless Christian. It will help you deal with the fears of this life and how to put fear in its proper place so that you can live a fearless Christian life. Amen. So the gospel of John, John chapter 16 and verse number 25, the Bible says, these things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. The meaning of much of the Lord's teaching was not always apparent on the surface. As you've, have you ever read the Bible and go, I just really didn't understand that. I just didn't really grasp that. He used parables and figurative language. But he did that because the Bible is a spiritual book. A lost person is not going to pick up the Bible and understand it. I was having a conversation with a man not long ago, and he said, I read the Bible, but I just can't understand it. And I knew that the man was lost because a lost person is not going to understand the Bible. You're not going to pick up the Bible like the funny papers and read it and comprehend it. No, sir. No, ma'am. You may pick out a few things, but you are not going to get the deep spiritual meanings of God because the Bible is a spiritual book. But here he's talking about that. With the coming of the Holy Spirit, though, the teaching about the Father becomes more plain. And in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit comes and he resides in a person. Praise God for that. And it is the Holy Spirit that reveals the truths of God's word to you. It is like shining a light on it and stamping it upon your heart. And God shows you more each time as you grow. Isn't it funny that you can read the same passage many different times and every time you get something new out of it? How is that? That's the Holy Spirit showing you what God wants you to know, what God has for you. It is God speaking to you through his word. God's not going to speak to you through, through a cloud or a signal or something like that. No, God is going to speak to you through his word, the Bible. Amen. 66 books he gave. Get into God's word. You want to know what God thinks? Get in his get in his word. You want to know what God has for you in your life? Get in his word. He said, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." Amen. 
Verse number 26. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father of you. He says, at that day. That day, again, is the age of the Holy Spirit, the age of grace. And listen to me, that's the age that me and you live in right now. And let me just tell you, praise God for that. Praise God we live in the age of of grace and the day when the holy spirit moves in at the moment of salvation amen grace is something that you can't earn grace is something that is given to you and you couldn't earn it there's no way you could earn it if you wanted to amen that's what salvation is and so in this verse our privilege is to pray to the father in the name of the lord jesus you think about that we have the right and the privilege to go to God Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the I am that I am. We have that privilege to go to him in the name of Jesus. Thank God for that. And remember that the Lord Jesus is the mediator between God and man. And he does intercede on behalf of his people before the throne of God. And the Bible says, even when you don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit will help you. Amen. Jesus will go to the throne of God on your behalf and make intercession for you. He is our mediator, our intercessor, the one that goes in between. Because listen to me, you have no right to approach God without Jesus. You cannot approach God without Jesus. Amen. God is a perfect and holy and righteous and just God. And unless you are washed in the blood, covered in the blood of Jesus, born again, you have no right. You will be annihilated to be in the presence of a thrice holy God. Moses himself Moses himself, God said, you couldn't stand to look upon my face. He could only look upon his hinder parts, the Bible says. And even after that, his face was glowing. That's how powerful God is. But thank God when you're covered in the blood, when you're a child of God, when you're born again, that you have every right in the world to go before the throne of God and give him your problems, give him your cares, give him your praises. Amen. Because listen, if you're going to give God your worries and all your cares, you make sure that you give him your praises too. Don't you like to hear thank you? Don't you like to hear good job? Don't you like to hear those kind of things? I promise God wants to hear those things too. Praise God. It, the Bible even says that if we don't praise him, that the rocks will cry out. Wouldn't that be something? But hey, praise God. Not only is it good, it's good for you too. And it brings all those good things that God has done for you to the forefront of your mind. Because we as human beings can be prone. We can be prone to negative things. That's why that's all the news portrays. Why? Because for some reason, our flesh, our sinful flesh is naturally drawn to those things. But listen, when you make it intentional that I'm going to praise God, I'm going to lift up his name. I'm going to be thankful for what he's done in my life. Yes, it's great. And God loves it, but it's also good for you. And it's good for your Christian walk. And it's good for other people to hear you say, praise Praise God for what he's doing. Praise God, even though I'm having a hard time. Praise God, I've lost my job, but God, God's still faithful. Amen. Lift up the name 
of Jesus. So thank God that we have the right to go to him with everything, promises, praises, cares, hurts, pains, worries. We can take it to the throne of God and lay it down there and say, Lord, this is yours. I can't handle it. It's too much to bear. It's too heavy of a load. I can't handle it. I'm giving it to you in the name of Jesus because of what Jesus did on the cross. The next verse, John chapter 16, verse 27. For the Father himself loveth you because ye have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. The Father loved the disciples because they had received Christ and loved him and believed in his deity, believed that he was part of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, that he was God in the flesh, in other words. This is the reason why the Lord did not have to plead with the Father. With the coming of the Holy Spirit, we enjoy, we, me and you, if you're saved, we enjoy a new intimacy, a new closeness with the Father. God takes a piece of himself and puts it inside you at the moment of salvation. And I believe that's what the Bible says when it says you're sealed unto the day of redemption. God is using that to seal you. You are his and nothing, nothing, nothing can change that. Nothing can remove you from the family of God. But not only that, that Holy Spirit, it gives you a new intimacy with the Father, a new walk, a new talk, a new closeness. But you say, doesn't God love everybody? Yes. He does love everybody. He loves everybody enough that he put his own son on the cross to die for your sins so that you could escape the penalty of sin, which is a place called hell, and that you could enjoy eternity with him in heaven. So God does love everyone, but without that salvation, without the Holy Spirit residing in a person, you're never will have that fellowship like God wants to have with you. It takes you putting down yourself, realizing that you're a sinner, realizing that you can't earn your way to heaven, you can never be good enough, but realizing what God did, what Jesus did on that cross is the way. You see, when you realize that and you say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me, and you put your faith and trust in the finished work on the cross, you are then one with God. You can have fellowship with him is what I'm trying to say, because the Holy Spirit moves in. And we are able to approach God with confidence and all because we love his son, the Lord Jesus. Amen. And he does. He wants you. He wants you to approach his throne with confidence. He wants all those things from you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants to walk and talk with you. But you have got to take the next step and realizing that you can't do it apart from being born again. The Bible says that if you're not a child of God, that you're an enmity with God. There's nothing, you have nothing but the wrath of God hanging over you. You say, but I'm a good person. I've never done this, never done that, never been to prison, never been arrested, got a good job, got a good wife, got a good husband, got a nice home, got good looking kids. Yes, amen. But the Bible says that we are all sinners for there is none righteous, no, not one, the Bible says. Amen. And so it's hard to look at yourself like that. But when you look at yourself through the eyes of scripture and how perfect God is, you see, Jesus is the standard by which we are to be judged by. Every one of us will be at a judgment. You either be at the judgment seat of Christ 
or the great white throne judgment. And the great white throne judgment is for those lost people that never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will be judged on their actions. They will be judged by what they've done. The next verse, John chapter 16, verse 28. I came forth from the Father and come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. And so here the Lord repeated his claim to be equal with God, the Father. I came forth from the Father, he says. I came forth, I'm part of the Father. I came forth from the Father. So he's claiming equality with God right there, which he is. He is equal with God. He is part of the Godhead. And so this means he is the eternal son of the eternal Father, equal with God, the Father. And he came into the world as one who had lived elsewhere before his coming. You think about that. He didn't just was born and here he was. No, he always has been and always will be. And you say, just prove that. You just have to take it by faith as what the Bible says. You cannot put God in a test tube and prove it. You can look out and see the wind blow the trees around, but yet you can't see the wind. You take it by faith that there's wind because you see it. You see the actions of it. And listen to me. When you look around the earth, the moon, the sun, the stars, the sea, hey, you see the actions of God, what he has created, and it cries out. There's a Father, there's a Son, and there's a Holy Ghost. Amen? That's what the Bible says. That's not what I say, but that's what the Bible says, that you can look out into the earth and see, look at the creation and tell and see that there was a creator there is a creator and he wants fellowship with you he wants to put the seal on you he wants to give you a piece of the holy spirit he wants to walk with you and talk with you amen and listen to me if you are saved today amen the closer you get to god the more confidence, the more peace, the more love that you begin to feel. The more that you obey God, the more that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, what a better plan can you come up with than the plan that God has for your life? You stop and think about that. What plan can you come up with that is better than the plan that God has for your life? You can't because there is no better plan. And if you want to know what that is, you start with being obedient with the small things, the little things, the daily things that come up. It's God, what do I do here? Show me in your word. What do I do? And listen to me. God will show you the next step. And you obey that and he'll show you the next step. And you obey that and he'll show you the next step. And it'll keep going and going and going till God gets you to where he wants you to be. But listen, it starts with the small steps. Hey, obey God. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. So if you want to be where God wants you to be, if you want to be in the will and the plan of God, you've got to obey even the small things that God reveals to you in his word. And he came from the Father to show you these things, to save you. Amen. Listen to me. God still got work for you to do here on earth. Because if he didn't, you would be gone in heaven at a moment's notice, at the moment of salvation. But no, God has left you here so that you can be a witness for him. Next verse, John chapter 16, verse 29. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb? 
What they say, speak plainly. His disciples thought that they were now able to understand him for the first time. He was no longer using those figurative languages or parables or, or proverbs, but they said, no, you're speaking plainly. Like in the epistles, God is speaking plainly through the apostle Paul in many statements. Amen. It is plain on black and white paper. This is what it is. Now, many times in the gospels, Jesus was speaking in parables and that he did that for a reason so that the lost wouldn't understand it, I believe. But you, as a Christian, the Holy Spirit will reveal the truths that God wants you to know out of it. Amen. And I know I've heard it said that God uses parables and stories so that it would make it easier for some folks to understand. So it's whichever you feel. I've heard both from different good preachers. Amen. But there's many things, if you're honest with yourself, you read it and go, man, what, what is God saying here? And it takes the Holy Spirit revealing the truth of God's word to you. Because you're not going to understand it if you're not saved. You may get a little something here or there, but you are not going to get the deep truths that God has for you apart from the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. And verse number 30, Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Now they were sure that he had all knowledge and that he had came forth from God. Did you see what they say there? We sure that thou knowest all things. You know everything and needest not that any man, nobody has to show you anything. You know everything about everything about everything. And because of this, we know, we believe that you came from God. Amen. That's what they're telling him. Verse 31, Jesus answered them, do ye now believe? Question mark. What did Jesus say? Do ye now believe? Jesus suggested by this question, their belief was still quite imperfect. Can I ask you today, is your belief perfect? Have you perfectly put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work on the cross, that he, he died on the cross to save you from your sins, that he was buried and he rose again the third day? And the Bible says when he, had the, when he arose, he had the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He had defeated them. He had conquered them. And that's why I know that I can put my faith and trust in him. And that's why I know that you can put your faith and trust in him. He knew where he asked them, do ye believe, question mark? Is their faith perfect? He knew they loved and trusted him, but here it is. But did they really know that he was God manifest in the flesh? Did they really believe it at the core of their heart? Now, I can say this today, that many people claim to be Christians. Many are Christian by name. Many will pray. Many will, will have many religious so-called things but they've never truly repented and been born again. Because you can grow up in church, you can tithe, you can go every Sunday, you can wear a suit and tie, whatever it is. But listen to me, none of that is going to save you. But today, the moment that you realize you're a sorry sinner in need of a Savior, amen, that's when you can start to look to Christ to save you, to put your faith and trust in Him. And listen, I'm not picking, you when I, picking on you when I say sorry sinner because there's no bigger sorry sinner than me me. I was the biggest one. I believe that. Amen. And so please don't think I'm picking at you or pointing on you, but no, the Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What does that mean? Short. Well, that means you'll come up short. 
You think you're going to be good enough? You're going to come up short. That's what the Bible says. Verse 32. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. In short, in a short while, he would be arrested, tried, and crucified. That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus is saying here. The disciples would also forsake him and flee to their homes. These men that he had invested in, spent time in, discipled them, would flee from him. And they would forsake him. They would turn their back on him. One would even curse him. And they would run away from him. And listen to me. If you're saved at one time or another, you've forsaken Jesus too. Before you before you look down on them, listen to me. The moment you've sinned willfully, you've you've looked, you've turned your back on Jesus and what he's done, or you're starting to turn your back. Amen. Because listen, God wants to be close to you, but sin puts you far away from God. It drives a wedge in between you and him and your fellowship with him. And so the disciples, they had forsaken him. We forsake Jesus, but thank God he'll never forsake us. He even said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them before for the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Listen, if you're a child of God, he's never going to turn his back on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You are his child from now throughout all eternity. Amen. Even if you turn your back on him, he will not turn his back on you when you are a child of God. And the same thing any good parent on this day would not do. No matter what your child does, they go out in the world, you are not going to turn your back on them. No, if you're a good parent, you'll be waiting at the door with your arms open. And that is what God will do for you when you mess up, when you fall into sin, or you sin willfully. Amen. He is there waiting and wanting you to turn to him. He is there with arms open. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When they would be hated, pursued, persecuted, falsely condemned, and even tortured, they would have peace in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can too. Listen to me. He overcame the world at the cross of Calvary. See, that goes against everything the way a man thinks that I lay down my life to save others. No way. I've got to lift myself up. But no, the Lord Jesus humbled himself and laid down his life. So in spite of their tribulations, they could have peace that they were on the winning side and you can too. Also with the coming of the Holy Spirit, they would have new powers of endurance and new courage to face those enemies, to face those problems. Hey, when you know you're at peace with God Almighty, He loves you. He gives you peace that takes the worry and the anxiety out of life that even if I took my last breath, I'll be with Him But in just a moment. It doesn't matter what happens. And where He says, I have overcome the world, listen to me, He has overcome the world, the devil 
and the demons and the fallen angels and everything else. Jesus defeated them on that cross. Amen. He says, be of good cheer. Have peace. You're a child of God. You belong to me. Nothing's going to happen to you. Even if they kill this mortal bottle, it is nothing. You'll be with me in just a moment. Amen. And the Bible says that the sufferings of this day can't even compare to the weight of glory to come. But if you're not saved, you have nothing but the wrath of God abiding upon you. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Will you believe? Will you repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross that Jesus Christ did? We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.